What's up, everybody? This is Storm Batiste. And this is BA. And welcome back to another episode of Made Man Podcast. Bringing you everything that we think every man should know, no matter if you're white, black, skinny, or fat. These are the facts and everything that we think every man of the 21st century should know about savings, investing, dating, and everything else in between. Welcome back. Welcome back. We took a... We were supposed to drop an episode. It was like a week. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We had things to do, yeah. but we'll get to that in a minute. Real life. Y'all know how it we're, goes. We're, we're back. We're back. But guess what? It's officially spring now. It's officially spring. Do you feel it? Which you feel it, it in the air? I, I feel a little something, man. It's like back and forth. It's bipolar. Hey, listen. You're not in Chicago right now. They got snow. No, I'm not. <laughs> That's Straight wild. Up. That's like, wild. I'm good. I'm good with whatever's going on over here. Cause in Chicago, it's literally nah. Right now. I'm not trying to go back that way. I'm good. I'm good on that. Nah, it's springtime, no man. I, you know, I love springtime. The only thing that I hate about springtime, so since I came to New York, I somehow like got this, this like pollen allergy, mm-hmm. like extreme pollen allergy. So you know, I keep the Claritin real close. I'm sorry about that. Every day, all day, yeah, man. But I be sneezing and drooling, everything. People be looking at me on the train like this. You got the buzz. I mean, nasty. Nah, so I, I like grew out of my allergies. Like that's like kind of a. <laughs> Did you just tell me you adapted? You I'm, just dead, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. I used to have allergies from the time I was born to the time I was probably like 24, 25, and then it just went away. So you evolved. I evolved. But anyway, man, we're glad to be back on the podcast again. It's always a pleasure to get out here and talk about some stuff. It's been a lot uh, that we've experienced over that last week that we didn't talk on the podcast. We right? definitely had a lot going on. You know, um, the most the biggest thing, probably one of the most important things is the uh, the passing of uh, artist Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, um, I, it's, 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 I, I hate to start the podcast off like this. Yeah, for sure. But, um, yeah, like, it was different. Yeah, like, man. Like, a lot of celebrities pass, and you just like, yo, like, that was they Yeah, man, man, I, I hate that. Like, when Prince passed, I was like, dang, that's Prince. I'm like, mm. but it's like, but it's like, you live to see another day. You're yeah, just like, it's like, all right, cool. Damn, man. Prince. But this was the first time any celebrity had passed, and I felt some type of, like, Emotional attachment on And I, I've been listening to Nipsey since probably what 2017. I heard Victory Lap. You heard Victory Lap. I heard Lap. Victory yeah, Lap. Yeah, and yeah, I loved yeah. it. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, Victory Lap was for album of the year. My yeah, opinion, yeah. But, you know, Cardi got that. Congrats to Hey, her, Cardi deserved it, but Nipsey was definitely. Nipsey definitely. It was a. Actually, Nipsey should have probably got that. I think so too. But, you know, like, Cardi was popping. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm glad she got it. But um, this was definitely the first time like somebody died that was of celebrity status yeah and I was just like yeah, you was really hurt i was like kind of hurt kind of hurt just for the culture yeah like yeah. because i didn't really like i said again i didn't really know nipsey like that but like this man like i just keep you know i'm on twitter i'm on instagram like everybody else you just see all the people that really was just like nipsey was doing this for the community nipsey was doing that mm-hmm. barack obama wrote this letter he was like i didn't even really know nipsey mm-hmm. but just based off what i'm seeing i could tell mm-hmm. this man really was a standout guy he made a big impact mm-hmm. in the community yeah the thing was i since 20, when, it, when i started listening to him for real for real in 2017 i knew he was doing all these things so it's just like at 33 mm-hmm. like you know, like, it's just like when somebody's like, like, it's it's not the same as when um, XXX passed. Right? Yeah. Because you just like, yo, like, yeah. he might have been kind of inviting that energy into his life. But 
you know, like with Nipsey, it was just like he was doing everything. Yeah, he was doing things right, yeah. Everything right. So it's just like when it comes to um, his past, and I was just like, he had so much more he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like he was he was a prophet in my, in sure. my opinion. He was a prophet. Yo, that's, 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 that's a big thing. Hold that thought right there. We're going to jump right into the entertainment section since we so heavily talking about Nipsey yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of like the entertainment section a little bit, mm-hmm. man. It gives us the chance to mm-hmm. tell y'all what we've been seeing in media, social media right mm-hmm. now. The craziness, the good, the bad, the mm-hmm. funny, and the ugly. But so, let's get back to this Nipsey talk slightly again. Um, Nah, man, Nipsey was somebody I didn't really know, but somebody I really wish I would have probably took more time to just like check out more about what he was doing. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe I let myself, I let everybody down for me, just not being more invested in that, knowing what this brother was doing. Mm-hmm. They said he took a CD when he first got started and was selling like, it was like a hundred CDs for like- Himself out the back. A thousand, it was something yeah, like a hundred dollar CDs uh, or something like that. Uh, and then he made a hundred K off of that. Mm-hmm. And then he took that and started selling them for like a thousand dollars some crazy stuff like that i mean like and that's the thing about it though like unfortunately sometimes we have to like we we don't give people their roses while they're alive and um that happens a lot but i think that with nipsey's death like it just hits a little different because once you start to really dive into his life and like everything that he was doing yeah it makes you sad that you didn't invest that time. Yeah, before, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Now you have the opportunity to really like look at his blueprint, mm-hmm. like really see like what he was about and what he contributed to society and like how you can move forward mm-hmm. just as a person. Like Nipsey moved this way, so I think I should take a few things from him as far as like the way that I live my life and what I could be doing right for now. For sure, for sure. So it's not too late. Like, and you should. I'm, in person, I don't think you should feel bad. Especially because um, I saw the, I saw bits and pieces of the funeral and just like uh, his mom and you know his brother. oh I heard that was a powerful yeah, speech the energy yeah, yeah. that his mom had yeah it it was lit like you know how you go to a funeral and everybody's like yo you, we need to celebrate yeah right? that was like a celebration to wow. the fullest like it was never like as it should sad, be but it was just like it as was it just a be. celebration like everybody was like he's he's like when somebody says you're in a better place mm-hmm. like that funeral was the epitome like yo he's in a way better mm-hmm. place and he's at peace it's different mm-hmm. yo man you know it's a lot of talk going around i don't want to spend too too much time on this but it's just so much about this like there's some talk going around that um you know if he was doing so well cause was he still living in this community or was he just did he have a store there i'm not 100 percent. he had a store there i know that but i'm not sure if he was mm-hmm. living he might and, not, and, and he so, might have been some people home. say this was like orchestrated some people mm-hmm. say it was gang related some people say some conspiracy people say mm. that he planned this himself mm. even because you know he's 33 jesus died at 33 mm. he felt like this was his ultimate chance to get back to the world he had accomplished everything he needed to up to this point obviously that sounds like complete and utter bullshit yeah because you got a whole kid you got kids <laughs> but you know black people you know black people like we get all these conspiracy theories like nobody can just like like people still think Pac is alive <sighs> They think Michael Jackson might be somewhere walking around like it's. Like they dead, man. It's, it's the, at the root of it. It's just that we lost a good man. Like I don't care about the stories. I don't. I don't care about the way that it happened. Like we lost somebody who was pretty pivotal. I'm, I'm gonna have to stop us. you. I'm gonna have to stop you right there because I do care about the way it happened. You know what? The the only thing that every story has the same across the board is that he was killed by another black man. Another brother. Another brother. We don't have to worry about other people taking us out because we killing each other. Yeah, we killing each other, and yeah. who cares what it was about? The fact that, like, it was that serious. Like, you knew what he was doing in the community. Like, you had to do that and take him out. Like, now nah, it's just like, why? 
Like, it's just crazy. And this happens time and time again. Like, this is not just a first-time thing. So, it's just like... It, it hurts me like that we supposed to be uplifting each other we are already black in america which means we already you know a level down mm-hmm. we already don't have we're not on equal playing field so why even make it harder it's like it blows me how things can continue a, to be that way it's a self-hate complex that all black people have like not all i'm sorry not all black people <laughs> that, that's crazy right <laughs> I, I, I said all black i know, I know what you're saying yeah, but, you're saying, but it's just it's just I think, like, uh, we all have this complex to where, like, well, not, I keep saying all, I'm sorry. Um, Some of us have this complex to where if we see somebody progressing, like, doing good, like, we want that spot. Crabs. So it becomes, yes, crabs in a barrel mentality. Why is that? Because it it stems from a lot of things. I think mostly it's slavery. It's slavery. It's just that us being uneducated, like some of us being uneducated, like it's just a self-hate complex that we have. So when it comes to trying to progress or people in the community that are trying to do more for the community, we always find a way to tear them down. Whether it's Tyler Perry, whether it's Barack Obama, Mm -hmm. whether it's Nipsey Hussle, like we try to find things to pick at Mm -hmm. to make them not instead of uplifting. Yeah, instead of uplifting. Like to this day, like people are just like, yo, like. Tyler Perry is the epitome of putting on um, stereotypes of black people. Mm. It's just like, all right, man. Like, Tyler Perry has done a lot yeah, yes. for black people. And it's just like, we just nitpick at stuff to just tear another person down. And I, I never understood it. Like, it's just like, as a black person, you should be rooting for everybody black. Yo, that's what people, <laughs> and, and people are so quick to say, yeah, rooting for everybody black. Uh-huh. I posted this picture the other day, got mad love off mm-hmm. of it. But then I see a, a, a post on Twitter with Bow Wow, you know, apparently selling, selling like do-rags. Now, people clowning Bow Wow. Stop, 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 stop. Break that down a little bit more because I don't think a lot of people know about that. So, what's going on with Bow Wow? Well, so apparently Bow Wow, I'm not sure if he started his online or, or what he was doing, but we know do-rags have taken some kind of surge right now where they got all kind of different colored do-rags so that people do. I want do-rags. I just like, like, I like the regular <laughs> do-rag. <laughs> I don't need all the extra fancy colors, but apparently they clowning him because he's trying to sell Durag. He's supposed to be like this, you know, artist making, you know, hits and money and all this, but he's trying to like make Durag. So people are clowning him like, oh, you broke, you you desperate type thing. When really they going to go up the street and buy the Durag from the Indian or the Asian dude yeah. or the, the white man. White. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking, man. But nah, I, I my point is, yeah, yeah. They, they are so quick to, to bash our own kind, even if it's. It may seem silly at first because when you start some entrepreneurial stuff, it always looks kind of quote unquote corny. Because mm-hmm. all black people, you know, we cool with everything. It yeah. gotta be cool. But at the beginning, it might be kind of corny. It might be not all of that. But the support is what goes a long way. And other cultures don't seem to have a problem doing that for each other. It's this culture that has a problem doing it. You go to Indian people, you go to Asian people, you go to Jewish people, they keep it in the community. Jewish people probably own all the buildings on my block right now. Yeah. And two blocks over. Yep. Because they keep it in the community. Yeah. And that just goes to a lack of education, but also especially a lack of education and financial literacy. Mm. So, um, and, and I've seen it with celebrities, like even like Soldier Boy, like even though like he's... Oh my, Soldier Boy's trash. First of all, first, let, me, <laughs> let me preface this with like Soldier Boy isn't the like role model that you want to look up to, mm-hmm. but... Soldier Boy like takes the leap as far as just investing in himself. True. Like, regardless, I don't care about the drugs. I don't care about the antics. I don't mm-hmm. care about none of that. He takes the time to really invest in himself. Even when he was first getting on, mm-hmm. like it was just like 
I'm going to just put this music out on MySpace, mm-hmm. and we're going to see where it goes. No, he definitely did. When it yeah. comes to Ray J. Mm-hmm. Ray J just made, he just sold his little scooters for like a couple mil. Yeah. So it's just like, but we'll still find a way to just be like, oh, no, this is a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Like, that shit is probably All late, the time. Right? So easy. That shit probably cheap. Like, so it's easy. It's just like, we just find a way to tear each other down, and I just want to like, I just, I just hope that... In Nipsey's, like, I, I hate to say it like this, but I hope that in Nipsey's passing that we just really start to appreciate Absolutely. what each of us can bring to the table. Because what are we what are we tearing each other down for if we don't got nothing in this country? Yeah. Like, this country ain't built yeah. for us. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, we got so much that we can bring, though. Like, we are the cool. Like, yeah. and, and I know people have heard this before, Yo, but we I are like the that. cool. We are the cool. We, we start, like, whatever we do. Like the majority tries to duplicate mm-hmm. it, and they can't because we are it. Like mm-hmm. we originated it, so it's just like, man, like stop tearing each other oh, down. I forgot who said it. It's like just because we're magic doesn't mean we aren't real. I forgot that. Oh, uh, talk like I, that. That just came out of left field. Like talk about it, just because down. we're magic doesn't mean we aren't real. I mean, we are the cool, you know, most athletic. Mm-hmm. Every we are the trend. Mm-hmm. Everything like people, black is in. Mm-hmm. That's the thing right yeah. now. So just because we're magic doesn't mean we aren't real. Like just we doing all of that. Y'all want to be cool when we cool, but y'all want to be part of the struggle. Y'all still treat us like shit. Y'all still don't let us own stuff. Y'all let us, y'all y'all cheat us out of our deal. Like, and I'm not saying that everybody is like that, but a majority of the time that is the case. Yeah. Two things on what you said before. Um, the first thing about Soldier Boy, <laughs> did you hear that that <laughs> that diss track he did on Tiger? I did. I did not. It, hear was, it was. It was pretty. It was pretty. It was bad. It was pretty. It was bad. It was, it was trash. The, Horrible. I, I love. I still support him, but it was. Have you listened to it? <laughs> I haven't listened to it. Listen. I would encourage you to listen to that young brother. That was. <laughs> I, I could have lived without. The last time I looked at Soldier Boy, he was um, at Best Buy and he spent seven thousand dollars, and I was like, okay. No, he said he need ten for a show. Okay. And we all gonna crank it together, I guess. Crank it I still crank it, but I'm not. Not for I'm, 10 G. Uh, no, well, of course I'm not paying. It better be a seventy-five dollar <laughs> show, fifty to seventy-five dollar show. But I'm not cranking. I'm not cranking it if I gotta pay ten anything. Goddamn it. The second thing, um, the second thing I wanted to tell you is you, you mentioned like all uh, black people tear each other down because you know it stems from like slavery and other things of that nature. I also think that black people in our minds and, and maybe society has made us think this way is that we feel like it's only room for one black person to do that thing. Ah, I like that. Talk about mm-hmm. it. Talk about nah, it. We, we, we about feel it. like, oh, shit, shoot. Like, it's all this different stuff, but it's only room for, like, one black person to be that executive, mm-hmm. one black person to be that Cardi B. Like, mm-hmm. that's why they tear Nikki down. It's, it's only room for one black person at a time. So it's like, oh. Well, if he get it, then that means I can't get it. So I got to get it. So I'm going to tear him down. I saw this picture, just crowds, just mm-hmm. pulling people down because we're so afraid there's yeah. only room for one of us in the picture. Mm-hmm. And that's just really not the case. It's not the case at all. And I think that also stems from, um, you know, like, it is always that one black person that's in the leadership position. It's always that one. And that's part of society, too. Like, yeah. white people like... All right, let me get these diversity numbers together. So let me just get this one black person who is been to the same, been to pretty prestigious schools, got their MBA, got their doctorates, whatever it is. But, you know, like that is society, too. But I think that we have to remember to acknowledge that even though society is this way, like we need to still continue to build each other up. Like, it's no reason that we need to test somebody down and try to nit- nitpick people like, oh, they didn't really do this. They didn't really do that. 
Like it's just like just keep building each other up. Like build a network. Like mm-hmm. that's that's my whole thing. Like stop stop shitting on people and mm-hmm. just build a network. For sure. Like use like at the end of the day, we all trying to do the same thing, and that is most of us are trying to do the same thing, mm-hmm. and that is just trying to build the community up mm-hmm. and build something for ourselves. We don't have to do it by ourselves. Like no. just it takes it takes a community. It, can, it takes a village to build a village. It takes a community to really build a community. Mm-hmm. But if we continue on this route that we're on right now, like we'll never have nothing. Unfortunately, that's the truth, man. But I'm just glad that you know, like people are actually taking notice to bring this all back. I'm mm-hmm. just glad to that people are actually taking notice because Nipsey was doing so much mm-hmm. within his own community yeah. that. You know, like, you had no trust to be like, damn, like, what am I doing right mm-hmm. now? Or what can I be doing right sure. now? So, I'm not saying, like, everybody needs to, ch- to change the world. But I think that it's just most important that you are in control of what's in front of you. Or what's, what you can't have influence over. Mm-hmm. Like, you have control of that. So, like, don't think that you can't do anything. Or don't think you have to be nipsy. But understand, like, whatever's in front of you. Like, what, if you're in the workplace, uh... If you're in the community, like whatever you're doing, like you have control of the way that situation goes. You have control of the impact that you make on the people around you. Mm-hmm. Well said. Mm-hmm. No said. That was exactly what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. The way you put that out, man. I know we just talked a lot for the entertainment section about about Nipsey, uh, but it's just because we're very passionate about it. Uh, it hurts a little bit, even for somebody that doesn't know it, to see somebody doing so well, for there still to be people out there. We're all fighting this battle together, yet there's still people that would hit you from the back. You know what I mean? Like, knife in the back. So you got to watch your back at all times. So, you know, just to kind of finish up on the, uh, the entertainment section, yo, we went to Dreamville last weekend, and it was Dreamville, late. man. I don't even know what to say. Like... Weather was beautiful. Weather was beautiful. People were like, beautiful. People were chilling. Like, I didn't see one fight. Like, I've been Liquor. to my fair share of music festivals. Nobody was fighting. Everybody was just chilling, man. Yo, it was a like, fight. Like, no bullshit. It like, was a uh, fight. It was the first ever. Like, I found out after the festival, like, oh, this was the first time he did this. Yeah. So, uh, Dreamville was definitely just a vibe. Like, Big Sean, like, that was probably... He came through and killed that Yo, shit. Yo, Big Sean Big did Sean that. The Don. Sean the Don came through and killed that shit and of course um j cole killed that mm-hmm. shit like j cole's performance is always like just touch you in a different way this this hit me a different way though because the first time i went to go see j cole back when he was doing um is leaving my mind right 2014? now what was the album though um 2014 no 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 yeah 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 2014 yeah that was the album the tour? yeah 2014 forest hill drive forest hill drive thank yeah. you that's the name i knew about sir but so i'm, thinking, I'm just saying yeah 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 like, <laughs> forest hill drive about? i was like say the name <laughs> but uh nah the first time i went to go see him i was just like eh, you know the music is cool but i wasn't really getting that mm-hmm. what i wanted what i came for mm-hmm. but i'm not gonna lie this time that i came it was a whole different dynamic. J. Cole came out there. He showed out. Mm-hmm. Brought Meek Mill out. Brought 21 Savage out. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I don't really know how to festival that well. Let me tell you Wait, why. What number, what number <laughs> festival was this for you? This was the second festival. What was the first? The first one was the one I just told you about. Afropunk? No. Um, 
the J. Cole uh, Four Seal Drive. Oh, that was the first one? Yeah, he had one in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. got you. I don't really festival too much because I don't so know this how. So this would be your third festival then? Well, second. Because you went to... Oh, I did go to Afropunk. Afropunk. You know, I forgot about Afropunk. But yeah, that's Afropunk was just... Trash, really. um, Badu was great. You know, <laughs> the, the rest of them... Well, go ahead. Talk about it. But anyway, so he came out, man. He really showed out. But it's hard to festival, man. Like, because my legs, by the time... Nine o'clock came around. We got there at one, if you remember. By the time was it, it one? Yeah, we got there at one. Just twelve thirty one, at least two. That's still like two, that's still a lot early. of time. So we out there. Look, chairs are banned. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you got to stand up the entire time. If you don't have VIP, then you ain't getting a little fluffy chair. Even though we did get a VIP and we sat on the chairs for a little bit. Uh, you may not that. remember yeah. that, yeah. Well, did, did we? Yeah, that was VIP. Yeah, yeah finesse. Yeah, finesse game is very strong. Yeah. Go ahead. But so we went out there, man. It was it was great, but yo. My calves, my legs, my little back, back, back was, was killing me, man. But at the end of the day, it was worth it for J. Cole, man. They really showed out. They did the whole Nipsey tribute. Saw yeah, it all over Nipsey, social media. That Nipsey tribute was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. It was definitely a vibe. So if y'all don't festival very much, guess what? The summertime's right around the corner. Summertime is here. Like, I love festival season. I've been to my fair share of festivals. After that J. Cole Dreamville Festival, I was like, I don't know how I did Rolling Loud for three days straight. Yo, you a beast. Like, I don't know how I did that shit. You was on some type the of something. Is, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. I ain't put no the names key, out. Okay? The key, the key to, like, a festival is just arriving. Like, don't come there as soon as the door is open. Like, you come and see the people you want to yeah, see. Yeah, for sure. Because if you're just out there from the start of the festival to the end of the festival. And who does that? You'll be surprised. Those white, <laughs> they will show up Hell, on time I'm to just be in the front row just to see anybody. So it's just like you gotta just remember, like when it comes to festival season, like just make sure you just show up when the people you want to see are performing. Have some water. You're going to be have some water. Drink plenty of liquor before you go because your legs hurt. I was so mad because we tried to sneak in that flask. Oh, and they weren't even checking. Like it was that. a plastic flask. I was I was tripping. Wow! Yeah, so you was, was smashed. I thought it was metal. Oh, because it, it looked, it had the metallic yeah. color. Yeah, yeah, you just yeah, figured yeah. it was it metal. Was Dumbass moment. But um, <laughs> I'm dead right now. But I'm um, so he felt so. Nah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. You felt so accomplished when you found out that they don't even check you. I got a metal flask and they ain't even find it. Turn out the metal flask was plastic. The thing is, we killed that flask before we even walked in. So like, we were smacked for a while, but it could have been extended. But uh, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever. <laughs> Yo, if y'all if y'all smoke. Which I don't encourage because it's absolutely not legal. Um, I'm talking about that that the <laughs> cannabis. Um, and I don't. But I saw a lot of people out there with the little THC pens. Oh, THC pens are clutch. Yeah, like, like, like that's the whole wave. Smackington, yeah. yeah. Uh, nice little, nice little action right there. Yeah, we lost somebody because of it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we definitely no. No, 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 no. He was just like no, no, no. The the homie we lost. He was just like. He had hit the pin. He had hit his own pin, right? So when we, when he hit the pin, he was just like, bet. Then he was just like, all right, I'll be back. We ain't see him until probably like 11 p.m. Yo, that night. this was, this was at two. This was at two. And he was like, yo, I'll be back. Didn't come back. Never came back yeah, until no, 11 but you forgot. You forgot. This is after he gave us the whole, the whole uh, lecture. Oh, <laughs> what we putting into our bodies? Then. He gave us a whole lecture. Like he was asking questions, like, "What is THC? I mean, do you know what you putting in your you body? Know what you putting in your body? Oh, okay, cool. I just like to know what you putting in your body. Oh, you putting it in your body? Because I like to know what I'm putting in my body, but that's just me. And he put that shit in his body. <laughs> yo, he, he came just, up to me. He, he disappeared. He's like, he yo, disappeared. Yo, you, you, 
Nah, he ain't come up to me. Damn, I just incriminated on that. Don't get on that. I just incriminated myself. What you mean? Yeah, you definitely did. <laughs> anyway, uh, Dreamville was a good time, yo. Yeah, good time, good time, good vibes. Uh, summertime's like around. There's going to be plenty of other festivals. Festival season. Roots. Roots. Yeah, it is. Broccoli. Uh-huh. Um, the, the Pharrell. I know that's, that's just sold out. But that's that yeah, for, that too late. Um, yeah, I missed the boom. So. so let's um let's dive into the quote. That was an extended uh, entertainment session. That was extended, but it was lit. Whatever, but it was worth it, man. Uh, the quote, Message. we got something special for y'all. We, um, we know we talked a lot about Nipsey at the beginning here, so I think it's only right that we get a quote from yours truly. Y'all Nipsey listen. Hustle. Long-winded, running through this life like it was mine. Never settling, but setting every goal high. 1,000 burpees on the path to my own destruction or success. But what is a mistake without the lesson? See... The best teacher in life is your own experience. None of us know who we are until we fail. They say every man is defined by his reaction to any given situation. Well, who would you want to define you? Someone else or yourself? So, um, no, we're not going to play it again, so I hope you heard it <laughs> the first time. <laughs> so don't, I don't care about the people in the back today. Y'all going to have to be yeah, all right. people in the back, you better just... Pull a little shit back, like what, what you got the shit on? <laughs> like just remind it, right? yeah, just remind rewind. Shit. But um, nah, real quick, spill. Uh, again, man, just very powerful guy. Yeah, <clears throat> telling you just like you gotta go for what you want. Yeah, it's never gonna be just given to you. Mm-hmm. Everybody is compete. Er, like everybody is trying to go for something, but not nobody's really willing to put in the work to get there. I really really like Nipsey because he is the epitome of somebody that started from the bottom yep. selling CDs to become just a phenomenal artist, mm-hmm. phenomenal person, and a phenomenal community activist. Mm-hmm. Like, the guy was just super active in everything that he did. He was the top of the line. Plus, beautiful wife, beautiful kids, just such an impact. That's that's, that's kind of what the... Um, yeah, like, that... If you, if you need me to break down that quote, like, please don't. Like, it's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Like, just really like going for yours, making sure that whatever you do, make sure you do it to the fullest. Like, don't half-ass anything. Like, this life is yours. Like, whatever life you live, like, it's yours. Just make sure that you're investing the time, the energy that you need in order to be your best self. Like, it's going to be failure. But in that failure, just make sure that it's growth in that. Mm-hmm. Like, every failure is a lesson. Yeah. I don't even look at it as failure anymore. Like, when something doesn't work out the way that I want it to work out to, like, I just look at it as a lesson. Like, every experience you have is only going to propel you to something better. A mm-hmm. better you, a better experience, a better self. Mm-hmm. And if you're not failing, then you're probably not doing something right. Yeah. Think so, about that. Get your punk ass out of here. If you're not yeah. failing, then that means it's probably too easy. Yeah. I mean, if life's too easy, then you ain't living. No. You ain't living until you living, goddamn mm, it. Let them think about that. They gotta mm, put sink a little, in. Put a little lorries on that one, goddamn But anyway, that was the, that was the quote right there. We hope y'all got a little something out of that. Shout out to Nipsey. But let's go ahead and dive into the meat of what we came here to talk about today, inspired yeah, by Nipsey. Yeah, definitely inspired, inspired by Nipsey. Inspired by that. Yeah, we was uh, doing research on this. And it was like, we're going to make this episode all about Nipsey. <laughs> so, get into it. Let's What we talking about today? So, um, I think today's topic um, would really be just like investing into yourself. Mm-hmm. And then just investing into black business. Mm-hmm. Into being a black professional mm-hmm. in, in the workplace. Of just being black in general. Uh, I actually went to a Blackest Tech conference, which... Mm-hmm. 
um, you probably haven't heard of. They're very big, but um, they did their first. Um, they they had a conference here in New York City for the first time mm-hmm. this year that I attended. Is that's Black is Tech, and I work in the tech space. So obviously, it made yeah, sense both to do that. Of, both of us, just to remind you all, mm-hmm. both of us work in the tech space. This this really kind of opened my eyes to a lot of different um, issues and things that are going on right now. It was it was just such a great opportunity to be around at least fifteen hundred black professional CEOs, head of departments, mm-hmm. people that own their own businesses, mm-hmm. people that are looking to be entrepreneurs, people that are in the tech space. So it was really an opportunity for me to get out there, not only for work, because I was getting paid. You yeah. know, shout out to t- everybody eats. You know, making yeah, sure I was eating. First of all, you're incriminating yourself because you don't think boy you work, goddammit. Uh t- Times is the largest sourcing talent management hey man, talk recruiting shit, company. Talk so if shit. you can find talk me of the shit. 100 plus offices that we have. Then hey, you need a job. Up. Hit them up. Hit them up. Hit up Storm. Nah, but for real though, especially if you're a woman or a person of color, we, we definitely could use you. Um, but anyway, no, nah, I say that to say um, they, they, they pointed out a few different things that really just opened my eyes to a lot of different things. I did some research on my own end because I was just very curious about some of the things I was hearing. So what I found uh, when I was at this uh, this conference that really just blew my mind was that there's actually only three black CEOs that head of Fortune 500 companies, which in 2019 is still scary, but it's, just, it's the reality of the situation. So there's Kenneth Frazier, who works at Merck, which is pretty much just like a pharmaceutical company uh, out of based out of North America. Then you have uh, Roger... Ferguson, who works at TIAA, which is it's pretty much a company that's committed to the financial success by offering like lifetime income solutions, banking services, retirement planning, and then financial health care for like life, uh, life's events and things like that. And then lastly, Marvin Ellison, which works at a company that I'm sure all of y'all have heard of, uh, J.C. Penney's. Never heard of it. J.C. Penney, right? <laughs> so it, it just blows my mind because you have... Only three, man, of all the companies, Fortune 500 companies, is three. So that's something that really stuck out to me. Uh, Black is Tech opened my eyes to the fact that you don't have to be perfect in trying to get, you know, trying to get a business started. It's really just like a step-by-step process. They also showed me that less than 3% of black people actually even get capital to start businesses, which is why a lot of black people do not have businesses. Uh, for women, it's even less than 1%. Mm-hmm. Of capital with the women for black businesses, which is why you do not see a lot of black women, prominent black women that have businesses. And when we say capital, we mean money. Yes. To let you all know. Of course. Like just capital, like it's just like. To start your business. Like you're not going to have a savings account and start a business. Nah. It's just like, um, and uh, Storm actually like educated me this um, on this earlier. Um, when it comes to just uh, financials for starting a business like the Bill Gates, the Steve Jobs, mm-hmm. um, even though they started in their own garage, they dropped out of college, like the government was willing to back them up. So I think that's important to know. Like, Meritocracy. Mer- hey, that's what it's called. The word. Like it's just like, you know, I like guess still some systematic oppression there. Like it's just like these people probably had to build their businesses from the ground up. Not the same way Steve Jobs and mm-hmm. Bill Gates had to build them. And I think that it's really important to note that. But I think just us as uh, black people, um, we have a different type of perseverance and a different type of consistency and a different type of persistence mm-hmm. in order to make something happen. And um, so I'm going to just dive into just the um, 30 under 30 right now, Forbes 30 under 30. And for those who don't know, um, the Forbes is 30 over 30. is just like people who've done dope shit. 
before they were 30 years old. Yeah. So, uh, just... So, forgive me if I pronounce her name. Um, her name is Joy Bayou Lime Winnie. So, that's, a, that's a lot of last name right there. That's a lot of last name. Um, so, basically, what she does is she is a computer scientist and a digital active activist advocate. And um, she's based at MIT Media Labs. And her thing is just to help, just to basically help with the intelligence, artificial intelligence and develop practices for accountability. Mm. So I think it centers around really just from my understanding, since I work in tech, it centers around just unconscious bias when it comes to hiring practices and things like that. Mm. Um, the next person is uh, Langston Woodlock, and he's only 16 years old. you got to be shitting. And um, he basically, Beautiful. he coded his first um, anonymous messaging app. And JavaScript at 12. And for those who don't know, JavaScript is a coding language, right? Front end. Front end. Client side. Hey, talk your shit, man. I'm just saying, man. We've been here for a minute. Like, talk your (laughs) shit. But um, he basically wanted to... um, He wanted to basically build a healthcare uh, transportation mobile app. which um, And uh, he just wanted to make sure people were able to access any emergency situation. And he wanted to make sure people had quick access to that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, then the last person is um, Delane Parnell, and he's only 26 years old, and he's the founder of PlayVS. And PlayVS is basically a uh, app where uh, middle school, high schoolers can use in order to, when it comes to sports, making sure they can keep, keep track of their wins, their losses, making sure they can keep track of their statistics, making sure they can just um, really just prevent like cheating on the other end, such mm-hmm. as apps such as um, League of Legends. But he just wanted to make an impact on just sports. So I'm, I'm guessing sports may have been his passion. But just making an app to make sure that people like were able to track their stats, track their wins and losses, to just know their standing within the sport that they play. Mm-hmm. And um, I just want you to know, each of these people are black, right? So, and they're 30 and 30, but they really just took the initiative to create a product mm-hmm. that is going to better not only just them, but just the whole world, period. So I think that we just need to acknowledge those people and give them their roses while they're alive. Like really, just Man, shout research. out to these six prominent black yeah. kings and queens yeah. right here. Look, we just gave y'all six people that y'all probably hadn't heard of before. Maybe y'all did, maybe y'all didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, subjective. But what you can gain from this is go out, seek out who these people are. People like these people. Invest in black business. Yeah. Go out there and invest. Learn who these people are. Learn what they do. See how it can affect your life. See how you can grow and expand your life. Help your life. Do the people that look like us that are pouring out into the community because like Brian said, it takes a community to raise a community. So if we want to see more black CEOs, more black heads of departments, then mm-hmm. it starts with us yeah. investing in those people yeah. first Definitely. on the front end. Like I think that we always um, we always misunderstand like how much we bring to the world, how much we bring to our community. So like just make sure that if you have a unique idea, if you have an idea, period. Like just make sure that you really like build on that. Like no stupid ideas over here. Just make it happen. Like if you, it's all about just um, execution. Like you can have an idea. Like a lot of people have a lot of different ideas, but as far as executing and making it happen. That's where it's it it a big it difference. Off. It's a big yeah, difference. Like, remember, like we have a unique perspective on this world because we've been through some mm-hmm. shit. So, yeah, just make sure you invest in yourself. Yo, and with that being said, you know, it's a quick question. You know, to anybody out there just listening, have you ever been? <laughs> and I know you've been that person if you work in corporate America. Have you ever been that person where 
if anything black comes around, like let's just use Black History Month mm-hmm. for an example. If you've been that black person at work, where Black History comes around, and then your boss or your manager or whoever comes up to you and they're like, "Hey, so um, Black History Month coming up? With, you have any ideas or any way we can plans. really?" And, you know, interact and get more engaged with the community. We really want to help the diversity and inclusion of the company. So yeah, you just said, you just said that like shit. I'm just trying to do I'm like, I'm just, God, God damn it. And, and then you realize you're the only black person on the team. Yeah. and probably on that floor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, that happens to everybody. It's not just you. Mm. I remember for me, you know, I was the only black person. They came up to me just asking me. When it came to anything diversity and inclusion wise or bringing black people or any people into the company. I'm not going to name the company. Um, they came to me and it was like, Yo, you know, different ways to, to reach out or um, do you have any ideas to help out? And, I'm, and I'm, I get it. I get it. You're you're trying to help the situation by coming to me. But what they don't get is that, you know, sometimes like that's that's a lot of pressure too. That's It is a lot. Of that's pressure. a lot of pressure on me. It is. Uh, for one, because if I do, I probably do have ideas, which mm-hmm. I do have ideas. But if I say yes to this, you're going to come to me every single time from here, thereafter, asking for anything that has to do with diversity, anything. Yeah, you, got, you in charge of the black That's shit. That's not my job. You in charge of the black shit. That's not my job. But on the other end, it's actually a really good opportunity for you to also have um, mm. internal mobility, which means you get to meet with some people you probably wouldn't meet with otherwise, maybe yep. like CEO of the company, heads of different departments, directors, VPs, because diversity and inclusion affects the entire company as a whole. You got to yeah, it's like a fad right get the now. funding yeah, from it's somewhere. Yeah, it's like a fad right now. Yeah, I think that um, diversity and inclusion, it's like a, it's a double-edged sword. So on one end, it's like, all right, damn, I'm going to be that black black guy I'm gonna, I'm gonna be that black woman. that black guy yeah that's just like all about diversity like i gotta put on a program and i gotta do the presentations i gotta do the panels whatever yeah. on the other end it's just like all right now i get a chance to like advocate for my people i get to advocate in front of the entire company why this is important why we should be included in these conversations mm-hmm. and i think in my experience like in february um i was in a very unique situation like i think because i do work in tech it's dominated by white men for the most. They they mm-hmm. are the team lead. Yeah, they're they like are, the leaders, the CEO, the, the manager. Yeah, team. Mm-hmm. They, they're, they're everything. So I was in a unique situation to where during Black History Month, like I did not plan this this way, but essentially, like I did a variety of different panels to where one panel was uh, called just like Black Black Owned Businesses in New York, and the other panel was just um, what was it? It was a seat at the table. So the mm. black-owned businesses in New York was just basically me moderating a panel over um, just a bunch of different black businesses in New York. And um, we had businesses such as Hill House, uh, Please Look It Up. It's about mental health. We had um, Dean Financial, and that is essentially a black man who owns a um, firm to where like he's helping people in investment management, basically. Mm-hmm. We had a, um, we had a uh, restaurant and then we just had a, um, what was the last one? A job well. So if you don't know what job well is, please look it up. But job well is, de- is basically helping black people get into tech. Um, just moderating that panel, of course, I felt the pressure of just like, you know, like I got to be the one to like show out. I got to be the one to like make this happen. I was the representation of my company in order to make this as successful as possible. 
But when it came down to it, I was just like, when after I got done with that first panel, I was just like, yo, like, we do dope shit. Like, we are, like, unique. We are what makes your company better. Mm-hmm. So it's just really understanding that as black people, like, your perspective is needed. Like, you are what make that comp- you are what makes that company go. And I want you to understand, like, you always bring a unique perspective because of your experiences, not only in this company, but just, like, in life. Like, you are somebody who um, brings a different perspective to a company. And that was my whole thing when I was um, moderating these panels. Wow. Man, you know what? This is kind of, like, just making me think about a lot of different things that I've been hearing. Um, This is what I want y'all to look up. I want y'all to look up something called the state of black america 2018 i know it's 2019 but look up the state of america 2018 uh i was just looking up this article the other day and white people are <laughs> essentially what? leading what? the industry i mean in, in america let's specify because we all know china is, is killing us right yeah now. China always killing us. all kind of other places in europe even but um as far as America goes, like, and I, and I read this, it said black people are frequent, like, users of technology and have helped build social media platforms like Twitter, like Instagram, into the giants they are today, but they aren't reaping the same economic benefits mm-hmm. of the tech boom as white Americans and low-rate black employment in the tech industry are a large part of the reason why. I, I agree. Like we are making these like these social because, media because the things that we do are just so like everyday, like just a part of our culture that it's just like this is normal. But white people just step in and be like, "Yo, I can I can make money off." They this. own the platforms that we are building for them. They yeah. don't even have to build it. Yeah. We are the cool. Like how does like I think people don't black people don't take a step back and realize like. Black Twitter is a platform within itself. Yes. Like, if you can get an app called Black Twitter and just separate it from the regular Twitter, I guarantee it wouldn't be. Twitter would not be the same. You know what? I, reg- I regret this right now, and this is probably what we should have looked up. Just like black, like social media that's catered towards black people. Because what if we just decided, instead of going to Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter that was created by other people, what if we created excuse me, our own social media platforms where we could do the same things that we're doing there, we just do it on our own. Because, like, we usually just make fun of white people on the platform that we do right <laughs> Yo, you silly, bro. <laughs> we make fun of white people and the shit that they do on the platform. And the, and the stock is way higher. The stock is way high, higher, but it's just like, I think that, like, see, that's the thing, that's the crabs in the barrel mentality. So, like, if it was a black sweater then we'll just tear each other down on a consistent basis. Like, yeah, we'll see. We'll just talk about white people. We'll we'll talk about white people, but it's just like, it wouldn't be the same impact. Like, black Twitter is a section with, it's a hashtag within itself. Mm -hmm. So if you want to see, like, some funny shit, if you want to see just some shit that, like, make you think, you just type in hashtag black Twitter. Why can we do the same same thing, though, just with a black person that created it? Or owned it? Or is running it? Because it's just like, because as soon as, like, a black person would come out, like, yo, I got this idea, like, let's just make black Twitter just our own thing, we'll be like, no, nah, that's just stupid. Like, what would be the difference? Because we don't uplift each other. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and, and, and it, it's, it becomes a crab in the bear mentality because somebody comes with a unique idea like that, 
and it's not it's it's unique in my opinion because like we do it now but nobody has taken the initiative to be like oh yeah like this is this would be a good idea as far as like a separate app just for us yeah like soul swipe cater to it like soul that. swipe soul swipe <laughs> i'm dead <laughs> like think about like soul if, swipe is trash by if, the way if soul swipe is listening out there like stop just making facebook available like facebook like like, come on now. Y'all clearly <laughs> upset Brian like, with that. Like, come on, man. Like, you got to, like, make it to Instagram. Like, we have grown since Facebook got there. Yeah, I'm dead. Like, I'm if dead. you can make Black Twitter its own thing, then it's just, like, people would be quick to tear that shit down. I don't know, man. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, Ways that you can... um, we, We're talking about a lot of, like, just diversity and inclusion. So we were talking on a very big scale. And a lot of people, like I said, feel a lot of pressure. When they are that person that's like designated as the black guy or the black woman that has mm-hmm. to do this for the company, it's a lot of pressure. It is. It's a lot of pressure. So, I just want to let you know, like it's it's really not even, it's not doing this all as a whole. It's like the small steps mm-hmm. that that lead up to the bigger steps. And yeah. a lot of companies had a DNI, the DNI segment. Um, yeah. you know, diversity and inclusion. Yeah. So the so the thing about diversity and inclusion is that it's so limited. So, when we think about diversity and inclusion, and I've done talks at um, at my workplace about this, like, so diversity and inclusion is essentially, like, how did you describe it, Storm? So, diversity is yeah, being, like invited, to being invited to the dance, right? And inclusion, inclusion is being, is being asked, asked to dance. Right. So, the, the pivotal factor in um, diversity and inclusion is equity. Mm. So, equity essentially is making sure that the majority acknowledges that there is a power imbalance in them. Okay. And in this case, the majority would be white people, right? So because, and I'm speaking from experience because I'm in the tech space, like white people dominate the tech space. So in this um, in this uh, situation, um, white people would be the ones that need to acknowledge that there is a power imbalance. And in acknowledging that power imbalance, you need to make sure that people of color or of other period make sure they have a platform to speak up mm-hmm. making sure that they feel they want safe, to yeah yeah making sure that their perspective is taken into communicate in in a consider in, i'm sorry making sure that their their perspective is taken into consideration mm-hmm. when making a big decision or just making a decision period so equity is like the um bridge between diversity and inclusion mm. and a lot of people don't know that like a lot of people have diversity and inclusion jobs and i was just for one i was just like i'm never taking a diversity and inclusion job because it's just like you just doing head count for the mm-hmm. most part you just making sure like mm. we got enough like meet the numbers so, like, yeah meet so, the like, numbers and like we good we diverse but equity is actually making sure the people that work at your job, the people that you're managing actually have a voice and making sure they have a space where they feel safe, making mm-hmm. sure their experiences are included in For the conversation. Sure. So, so what I was saying, diversity includes DNI. So do they have like an acronym or something? Like, is this something where you just talking on the top a, of the dome? It's a DEI. So, so it's like, actually a thing. That yeah, is, okay. yeah. So like, if you ever see a diversity and inclusion position, if you see a title out there, like the biggest thing is really equity missing. Like you need to be a D E I mm-hmm. advocate. You can't just be diversity and inclusion because diversity and inclusion, like I said, it is being asked. Diversity is being asked to the dance, and equity is being like, yo, you want to dance with me? So, so let me let me give him some rebuttal to that. I'm 
he's DEI is definitely what you want to aspire to be, but being DNI is not a bad thing either. Like that, like especially for companies that don't have any diversity. Period. Something is better than nothing. That's what I always say. So at least if you had a DNI, there's something being put in as opposed to nothing. Because the DEI sounds like that comes a little bit after the D the DNI. But the thing is about DNI is that. You know, like people still don't feel uncomfortable, and those experiences aren't really being like you don't feel supported in the type of environment like that. Like with DNI, you gotta remember, like just because you ask me to the dance, don't mean I want to dance with you. Yeah, it's a fact. Or it it means like yo, like just because like you say that you do this, like doesn't mean like I feel like my experiences are um, really accounted for. But but t- but tell me this, what what hurts you more? Somebody inviting you to the dance and not ask you to dance, or somebody just not inviting you to the dance. Period. I mean, we should be past. Like the thing is, like you know it's, 20, it's 2019, so we should be past. Like we should, just, we should just being invited to dance. I don't know that ain't the reality, yeah, but it's just like we should. if if I'm gonna be heavy on it, if I'm gonna be like a part of a company, my whole thing is my experiences need to be yeah. included. I need to have a voice within the organization. There's a, there's actually like ways too like that you can actually get involved that everybody's company um every company should have a DNI at least right yeah at least have a DNI department or yeah. somebody heading that yeah so there's really like a lot of ways a lot of y'all probably don't know and I'm I'm speaking from the tech space by the way you know I hate to limit it to just the tech space but that's what I work in so I just want to speak on but um if you are um, wanting to get more involved with like the DNI in your workplace, bring more people that look like you, whether that be Asian, black, white, mm-hmm. whatever you might look like. If you want to get more of those people into the workplace, there's ways you can go about doing that. You don't have to be that individual spokesperson. You can take baby steps. It's really just about asserting yourself and showing like or expressing that you have an interest in bringing more diversity and inclusion to the workplace. Uh, for example, for me and my company, I work at a tech company, as I mentioned. And what we do is we basically look at different tech conferences, events that they have throughout the year. I, I go to my, I go to the, the boss man or whatever, and I ask him, say, or I not even boss ask him, man. <laughs> I go to him and I tell him, I say, you know, this is an event that we should attend. I know diversity and inclusion is important to the company. Uh, this is an event I feel like I can meet a lot of professional uh, people of color, underprivileged uh, people. Underrepresented. Underrepresented. Thank you. Yeah. The very big difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, underrepresented people of, of, of diversity, and I can bring them into the workplace, whether that be IT professionals, whether that be recruiters like myself, whether that be people in sales like myself. Um, there's a lot of different ways to do it. So don't feel like you have to do everything, but at least you can do something. I agree. And um, I think that you just have to be firm on that stand. So it's a, it's a different like Storm was saying, it's a different way that you can approach it. Like, you don't have to be the director of diversity and inclusion. Yeah. Like, even in your own position as you progress through the social, through the ladder in your company, like, that is how, like, you don't have to be the person to be like, yo, I'm the diversity and equity and inclusion lead, or I'm the director of diversity and inclusion. Like, you can just be a person in your perspective role mm-hmm. and just be the only person of color in leadership and making sure these um, initiatives are established. Like, understand, like, it's a lot of different ways that you can um, attack that's this situation or this problem within um, your own workspace. But I think the whole thing is, is more so, like, you need to be strategic with it. Like, you need to be able to phrase, like, why this is important within your company. Like, you can't just be out here just saying, like, we just need more black people. Like, nah. 
Like we know that they've been saying that everybody's saying know that. that. Yeah. But you need to come. You need to come to the conversation. Like my see my um my uh my um director uh, my director of this whole region in New York. He just says like, yo, you can't talk to me unless you have a presentation ready. As far as like why this is important, and that's fair. And that's fair. That's like, fair. I can't, and he's white. That's but fair. You, but you can't like. That's a fact. Like yeah. you need stats. Yeah. You need testimonials. Oh man, but believe you better come on your A game. Yeah, you Remember, better come on hey. your A game, and you shouldn't be afraid to do that. Three times is hard. Exactly. <laughs> Remember that, like, because you'll be surprised, like how many. Like I just got fortunate in my job because my director um, of this region is just really open into understanding, like, all right, why is this important? Yeah. How can and then on top of that. You have to approach it from like a business aspect mm-hmm. because yeah, anytime like you bring, anytime you bring up revenue or things like that and yeah. why this is important to advance in the business yeah. or touching a different community, mm-hmm. then you have a whole different argument. Yeah, like, it's a whole the, different conversation. Day, it's not. It's not just like yo, we just need more black people. Yeah, but it's like how can according to help like the business? These, yeah, according to these uh, people that have come through our program or according to these people that we have hired, we've seen. This type of um, upward trend. Oh, according to stats, yeah. having more diversity in the workplace increases overall sales by fifty percent. Exactly, and the thing is, like people don't realize, like more diversity usually means you mean business. Yeah, so faster. make it make sense for them. Make Show it them. make sense for them. Like when it comes when it comes to white people, it's all about money. It's power and money. And the easy the easy correlation is that when you talk about diversity. Usually, you're bringing in more money. Yes. So, like, when you approach it from that stance, like, they have no choice but to be like, all right, we need to make a genuine effort to make more diverse hires. Exactly. And and they get it most of the time. They just want to see how it can bring the most ROI out of the event. Like, so when I go... the ROI is... So, return... On investment. On investment. Yes. So... What I usually do, and there's a lot of ways y'all can do this. If y'all actually look up these events, take the time, sitting on your couch on Saturday, you probably ain't doing nothing, or after work, or just during lunch. Take the time to look up different events catered towards diversity that they have each year. Like I just told y'all, I went to the Blackest Tech event. But if you look up these events and talk to your manager, whoever it may be, they can actually usually sponsor you for these events because it is work-related. You are helping with that ROI for the company, Mm -hmm. therefore... This considered a work event, therefore they should probably pay you whether you're traveling mm-hmm. or whether you're going up the street. I went up the street this time, but you know, obviously, Afrotech, which I'm well on the way of trying to get to yeah, in California. You know what I mean? But these are a few um, of the events that they had this year, just to kind of give you all an idea of what I'm talking about. Obviously, do your research yourself. I don't have to tell you that. But um, one thing I just mentioned, Afrotech. Uh, there's CultureCom. That's, that's happening in April of this year. If mm-hmm. you don't know, please look it up. Oh, this this month. It's this, uh, yeah, it's April this year. I'm sorry, it's, it's this month. So, like, if you live in New York, please try to attend Afrotech. It's about, it's... Wait, but Afrotech's in California. I'm sorry. You meant CultureCon, Culture yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. CultureCon is happening in New York this month. So, if you can't attend, um, please go. It's about, it's just a lot of black people coming together, just talking about diversity, specifically in tech. So, if you're listening and you listen and uh, you're interested in tech or you work in tech, please go. For sure, man. It's, it's so many different events. They even have stuff specifically catered towards women, women in tech, uh, tech inclusion. It's a ton of different places. Do your research. Look them up. Put them on your manager's radar. Let them know this is important to me. This is also important to the company as a whole. It makes the most sense business-wise. Exactly. And 
Everybody, you know, at the end of the day, you know, down to the bottom line, they got to meet a quarter anyway. Yeah, like, you, again, like, you just have to emphasize it from a business standpoint. So, mm-hmm. like, get on your Excel Excel skills, get on your <laughs> SQL skills, whatever it is, like, understand, like, like find trends. Yeah. Bring a presentation or bring a document to your manager and just make sure, like, you understand it from not only just a personal um, perspective, but also just, like, how is this advancing the business, right? How is this making an impact on the business? How is this going to help bring in more revenue? That's what it comes down to. Man, y'all better use this stuff that we're telling y'all because we giving y'all some gems. fucking gems, gems right like, now. Like, when I did these panels back in February for Black History Month, like, yeah, like, the, like I said, the first panel, I felt pressure. But then after the second and, like, third panel... I would, my my um director was just like yo like we're touching a whole different population that we have whole uh, different that we haven't touched before. Like I I'm in a room with like over like 75, mm-hmm. 75 to one hundred people, Professionals. and they just and they just taking it in. And my director is just like yo we got to. I didn't even realize we weren't touching this population. Absolutely, and take your take your time, take your time, sit down. Don't try to do this last minute. Really think about what you're going to say because at the end of the day, it's literally all about the messaging. Facts. It's all about the messaging. Messaging. You can tell somebody anything. It's how you say it. Radical. That's called radical candor. Hmm. Radical word candor. right there. Y'all writing it down? Yeah, write it down. It's a book about radical it. Radical candor. It's Read the it. messaging. So work on the messaging. Remember, make it make sense for them. And then I promise you, you'll be surprised at some of the things that your company will be open to that you didn't even know existed because you've never been exposed to that. Facts. Right, I think we covered a whole lot on this. Then we covered a whole lot in a short amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't got nothing else, then I think I'm good. I'm good. Y'all soaking what we just told y'all. You want to get like a short recap? Probably what we covered. Um, so we definitely covered Nipsey. Shout out to Nipsey. We Thank did. you for the motivation. Thank you for inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely covered just it's the investing in yourself. Yeah, just you know? investing in yourself. Investing in black business. In black business, yes. Supporting black mm-hmm. business. Yep. And, and just making sure, like, in, if you're in the workplace right now, just making sure you understand the importance of diversity, equity, mm-hmm. equity, and inclusion. And how you can get involved. Yes. Like, we, don't don't feel that pressure. Like, you've got help out here. Like, don't feel mm-hmm. like that person. You've got help. Yeah. And, and it's several it's different ways. it's all about the way that you present mm-hmm. it. And just making sure we just... Baby um, steps. Making sure that we're advocating for ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. making sure that we are advocating for the culture. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to say that... I'm a person who lives by the mantra, you are the master of your faith. Like, um, that comes from a lot of different experiences. Like, yeah, I pledge, like, yeah, I'm the bros, but I never truly understood what that meant until I was probably like 24, 25. You are, you truly are. And mind you, I crossed in like 2012. So it's just like, (laughs) being that you are the master of your faith, like you have Captain of your soul. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So just understand that like you control a lot more than what you realize in this life. Like you don't have to settle, you don't have to just be okay with whatever happens to you. Like life is 99% of how you react to it. Mm. The only 1% is what happens to you. I think Nipsey even said that too, man. Facts. Look, but hey, once again, this is Storm Batiste. And this is BA. And this is another episode of Made Man Podcast. Bringing you everything that we think every man should know, no matter if you're white, black, skinny, or fat. These are the facts in everything that we think every man of the 21st century should know about savings, investment, dating, and everything else in between. If you enjoyed the podcast, y'all know what to do. Hit like. Hit like. 
I want y'all to rate. I want y'all to go share it with your grandma, with your auntie, with your uncle. Let them know. Just your baby mama, like whatever, baby mm, father. That's a little drama right there. No, no, no. Mm. We might empower some relationships. Hey. We might bring them back together. You hey, never that, know. But that's what made men do. God damn it. We do that. God damn it. So anyway, y'all, uh, y'all get it, man. Um, we appreciate y'all listening as always. We gotten so much support over the last few weeks. Hey, now we appreciate like no bullshit. We appreciate the support. Yo, we we appreciate it. So y'all continue to do what y'all do, and we gonna continue to do what we do. God damn it! All right, so y'all stay tuned. We'll be back next week. Facts.